Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Author Speaker Podcast. I'm Steve Siebold, your host. And today I want to talk about the number one reason professional speakers, professional keynote speakers fail. The number one reason. This is, this is, number two is so far down, I don't know what it is. This is the number one reason. And before I get into it, I just want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the podcast, authorspeakerpodcast.org, O-R-G, authorspeakerpodcast.org. Go to the site, subscribe on the, on the top right, and we'll send you an email, let you know that well, what the new episode has come out. We do this once a week, and uh, and you'll get this all free, of course, but we want you to subscribe so we can stay in touch with you with, the, with each episode. Okay, so what is the number one reason professional speakers fail? This is a big one, and here it is. They fail to learn how to entertain a live audience. Most speakers think they're teachers. Now, I'm not talking about top speakers. I don't mean million-dollar speakers. I mean, if you're entering this business or you're an aspiring professional speaker or you're an aspiring speaker as a professional um, person like a lawyer, doctor, chiropractor, you know, financial person, um, you know, accountant, CPA, wh- whatever, and you want to build your practice, build your legacy. You know, there's different people listening to this, this podcast and they have different goals and that's, and that's all great. But across the board, whether you're a fee-paid speaker or want to be a fee-paid speaker or you're a professional building, you know, like I say, a business or a practice, then this, this is something you want to really really absorb. You have to be able to entertain a live audience, even when they don't want to be there. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes people don't want to be in the audience. They're being paid to be there, they're employees, or they're, um, they're in an association and they have to be there listening to a speaker. You have to be able to grab their attention and hold their attention the entire time you're on stage. Or you're dead. Or they won't listen to you. They just won't. You've got to be able to entertain them. You have to be able to hold their attention. That's a tougher trick than most people think. But see, most people that, that have come through the Bill Gove Speech Workshop, for example, you know, the top speakers workshop we've run for, we've, I've run, my wife Donna, I've run for 25 years, and Bill Gove ran for 50 years before that. It's a 75-year-old workshop, most successful of all time. And the people that have come through in the last 25 years, this is by far the number one thing they say. What's they say? Well, I'm a teacher. You know, I'm an expert. I'm delivering information. Well, you might be an expert, and you probably are. That's good. And, but you're not a teacher. Not in the keynote medium. If you're running a workshop, you're more of a teacher. If you're a seminar leader, mm, you're probably 50% teacher, 50% performer. If you're a keynote speaker, which is the top of the top, you are a business entertainer. I'm not talking about entertaining like they do on the Vegas Strip. Okay, every every paid professional speaker, myself included, has worked the Vegas Strip, every hotel on the Vegas Strip, way more times than we care to remember. I don't even like gambling. You know, I, I, it's so funny because every time I I do a speech in Vegas, which has been hundreds of times over the over 25 years. Uh, the, the client always says, you know, we're Bellagio, wherever you are, Caesars, whatever, somewhere on the Strip, and there's a casino. And they, you, they make you walk through the casino to the, to the, the convention hall, typically. And they'll say, ah, oh, how'd you do at the tables last night? I know you were at the tables last night. You had to be at the tables last night. And I always say, nope, you weren't at the tables. What'd you do? I sat in my room. I ate room service, and I got ready for my speech. You didn't even, you didn't even play the slot. No, black, no blackjack, not, no craps, nothing? Nothing. 
gambling does nothing for me. I just think it's a complete fool's errand. And and, I, and it's fine if you if it entertains you, it's fine, and you like doing it, and you can afford it. Great. Uh, it's just not my thing. It doesn't entertain me. But when you know you walk through there, it, it's it's kind of for people like gambling. They you know they kind of they get sucked into it. But I'm not talking about entertainment like on the Vegas Strip when you go see a show at the MGM, you know, or wherever. These are professional, full blown entertainers. They get paid to entertain. We don't. We're a hybrid. We get paid to deliver information, to inspire people, to motivate people, all those things, to pull these triggers, you know, to, to, to tweak people, to do all these different things, to do turnarounds like I did for so many years, do all these different things, but entertainment must be part of it or you will lose the audience. You will only lose, if, if, you, if you lose the audience, you're, gonna, you're not going to get paid. That's the thing. So think about it. If, you, if, you wanna, if, you, if you're challenging this, think about it. How much do school te- teachers make? Elementary school, junior high, high school. Not much, right? They should make more. I get it. They're never going to. Why? Well, a lot of people can teach. A lot of people can do it. It's a very important job. I get that. But a million people can do it. A lot more than that can do it, right? How many people can entertain at MGM or Caesars Palace? Well, very, very few. One in a million can do that. Okay, so it's the other end of the spectrum. Who gets paid more? Well, turns out if Rod Stewart's doing a concert or Cher or a magician or some, you know, Jerry Seinfeld or some famous person's doing a show um, on the strip in Vegas, they're probably making more, you know, in a, in, in a half hour or an hour show, depending, or an hour and a half if they're a band or a singer. They're probably making more in one show than a teacher's going to make, you know, maybe in 10 years. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's the market. It's the way it works. So we are not that. We're not full-blown entertainers, but we're not teachers either. We're a hybrid. And so what we see in the keynote with the Bill Gove Workshop, the system, we say 80% of your speech, a keynote speech, should be entertainment. You've got to be able to entertain people. How do you entertain them? You entertain them with stories. You entertain them with, with uh, you know, by, by, being, by being humorous, by being lighthearted, by being fun. You know, these are all things that have to be learned. These are skills. These are not things you're born with. These are things you learn. And that's why you get professional training. You know, I mean, when I, I wanted to be a speaker, I was making 500 bucks a speech. I'd taken speech in, in college, communications major, speech major. And I'd gone to Dale Carnegie, Toastmasters, great programs. I had no idea what it took to be a fee-paid speaker because I hardly ever been paid. Then I went to the Bill Gove Speech Workshop, and Bill said, no, you're really a good expert, but you know nothing about entertaining an audience, so you're never really going to get paid what you want to get paid. You have to learn to entertain an audience. And uh, he said, if you do that, you can write your own ticket. If you don't, you might as well be a college professor. You know, College professors make more money than high school teachers, but not much. Not my, I got friends at Harvard, Yale, Stanford. You know, I got lots of lots of people I've worked with over the years around the country, traveling all over for so long, and uh, you meet a lot of people, and they don't make a lot of money, not comparatively, not compared to what the expertise that they possess and they work for. All right, but speakers have to be able to entertain. You've got to be able to keep the audience's attention somehow, some way. Whether you're shocking them, whether you're making them laugh, um, whether you're making them cry. You've got to find a way to grab their attention and keep it for 45 minutes. If you can, you can be a professional speaker. If you can't, you're relegated to free speeches and teaching. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want. But this is the number one reason professional speakers fail. People, they come to the speech workshop you know, pretty much every month, and uh, except for the COVID years. They come to the workshop every month. People say the same thing. They'll say, well, I've been speaking at Toastmasters. I've spoken at my company. I've spoken at... Uh, 
you know, I took the Dale Carnegie course or I took some other course or whatever. And, you know, people say I'm a pretty good speaker. So I think now I want to get paid. And they say, I just need marketing, basically. I just need marketing. And then we say, okay, we'll get up there and speak. And they get up there and speak. And they're what we call a clean speaker. They don't make a lot of gross errors. They're not real distracting, but they're not entertaining. If they run into a tough audience, they're dead. It's not even going to be close. In three minutes, the audience is going to be walking out or asleep or on their phone. That's the way it works. So that they say, when they say, I need marketing, no, what they need is entertainment. They need to learn how to entertain. It's like Bob Proctor used to say about Bill Gove. He'd say, Bill Gove is such a great entertainer, he could read a restaurant menu and entertain you. He could read the food off a restaurant menu, you know, a menu. And, and he used to do that as part of a kind of a joke we did in the workshop when Bill was alive you know, years ago and uh, decades ago now. But, uh, but he, that was made the point that you could, he could take anything and be entertaining. You know, one of Bill Gove's greatest quotes was, you know, talking to some of the biggest speakers in the world was, you guys tell funny stories. I tell stories funny. That, there is a lot of wisdom in that, in that statement for speakers. He brings fun, excitement, entertainment to whatever topic he's speaking on, or he did. Where most of us can take almost any topic and turn it into a classroom. We're just teaching it. And he was performing it. There's a difference, a big difference between teaching something and performing something. You can perform anything. Teaching is a different thing. It's not our business. It's not what we do. We're a hybrid. We do some teaching, but very little. The more you teach, the less you make. The more you entertain, the more you make. So think about that. This is the number one reason professional speakers fail. Because people say, I've had so many Harvard professors, you know, Ivy League people. They get mad at me. I'll be in a convention. I'll say, Steve, you know, no offense, but you went to South Alabama. You know, I'm a professor at Harvard or Yale or Stanford or, you know, Brown or some, you know, famous Ivy League school. And I think I know more about the subject. I think I got a PhD and you don't. Why are you making 20 times as much money as I am? And I always tell them the same thing. You know, I don't disagree with you. A lot of them will say, I think I'm better than you as a speaker. And I always say the same thing. I never argue with them. I just say, yeah, you probably are. And I just let it go. And they always come back. You know, it's just, I'm, you know, it's kind of baiting them, but they come back and say, well, then why, why are you making 20 times the money? Because what you're doing is not what we get paid to do. We don't get paid to teach, not as keynote speakers. We get paid to entertain and deliver whatever it is the deliverable is that we promise, whether it's entertainment, I mean, whether it's inspiration or motivation or business, a business uh, message or, you know, something else. I, I did, again, I, I was mostly a turnaround guy, you know, so I'm, I'm coming in there delivering the message to the audience that if they don't, if sales don't go up and market share doesn't go up, we're all going to get fired, including me. So let's get our act together. Well, that's the message, you know, that entertained them and not in the way they enjoyed, but it, believe me, no one was talking on their phone when I was talking. I didn't get any standing ovations either, but I made millions of dollars because, you know, that's, that's what it, that's how you grab their attention to say, look, this has got to turn around or the company will replace all of us. You know, it's a multi-billion dollar company. They're not, they don't suffer fools gladly. And in this particular case, we're the fools. So let's get our act together and turn this thing around. And that's what we did. And so that's a form of entertainment as well to whatever it takes to grab their attention. So you have to learn how to do that. That's why you get professional training. That's why you don't try to do this alone. Doing this, no one's born with with knowing how to entertain that I've ever seen. Not as a speaker, anyway. You know, so that's why that's why you do things and you you, you get you get training and then you work on the training. Once I went to Bill Gove workshop, I just practiced what he told me. I've been practicing the Bill Gove system, you know, since 1997. I'm still practicing it, and I and I'm not being falsely modest. I really do still practice it because there's so much to it. 
I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, a great speaker named Bob Berg, who I've known for a long, long time. Bob's been in the business a little longer than me, and he's very successful, very, very successful in the business. And we were talking yesterday. I hadn't talked to him in, God, 10 years probably. And so we were going back and forth talking about great Bill Gove was. And uh, we're talking about the Bill Gove workshop and the system. He recommends people to the workshop all the time. And uh, he and he's, he said, that's amazing. Bill was amazing. We were going back and forth. And we were talking about how great he was, how that I, you know, that, that Bill was just another level than we'll ever be. And his system, we just made so many careers, including ours, hit Bob's and mine and many other people's uh, speakers. So all about entertainment at the end of the day. It all comes back. All roads lead to Rome. And in Rome, in this case, is entertainment. So are you entertaining enough? to get a, the fee that you want to charge. Something to think about, all right? So number one reason speakers fail is lack of entertainment. Okay, well, that's the show for today. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, author, speaker, podcast.org, not .com, .org, O-R-G. We'll email you, uh, you know, a reminder every week about the new episode, and uh, you can listen or watch at your convenience. So thanks for listening watching the show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>